2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
0: welcome back into episode 11 of the bay area panthers pod and we are pleased to be joined by co-owner of the bay area panthers none other than roy choi here joining us roy thank you so much first of all for joining us here in the podcast
1: oh thank you for having me guys
0: well i wanted to start first a little bit broad and then we'll, we'll get into the the micro of the team but First, how did you sort of create the idea, the vision, so to speak, for the Bay Area Panthers? And for a lot of our fans, you know, they see the finished product throughout the 2022 season. But what goes into creating a franchise as a co-owner? If you could peel back the curtain a little bit for us and kind of tell us how the Bay Area Panthers came to be.
1: Sure. You know, I think um, a lot of things have to fall into place. and And I'll go back to when I first entered the IFL. Uh, you know there was a team available available for purchase in uh, Iowa, and uh, you know looked at the looked at the IFL, looked at the Arena League, uh, and studied uh, the different leagues that had existed. And I really like the IFL. Uh, I like the model, and uh, more importantly, I like the attitude of the other owners. Um, you know we battle it out on the field, but off the field where partners and supporters and, 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 try to, uh, you know, guide each other and counsel each other. So, uh, you know, the that, that, that the IFL family was, was a really, um, uh, an attractive group to join. So, uh, started that team and then had an opportunity in 2019 to, uh, meet with, uh, Scott McKibben at the, uh, Oracle, the, the then Oracle arena. And, uh, they were interested in having a an indoor football team come and play in that arena. So I thought, you know, okay. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a, a tall order. Uh, maybe I'll do it if, you know, someone like the most beloved athlete in Oakland will partner with me. So, uh, you know, I didn't know Marshawn at the time. Uh, and, I you know, just serendipi- serendipitously, uh, uh, you know, maybe a week or two later, I'm attending a game where the Nebraska Danger are playing, and uh, Devontae Saplinch was their tailback. So Marshawn's attending. Uh, I walk over to him and, and float the idea of, a, of an Oakland indoor team, and he lights up and he says, let's talk. So... Uh, Several meetings in and as you guys know he's a very savvy businessman um, you know we talked numbers and did a lot of uh, back-and-forth and analysis and and uh, he agreed to starting the team together
3: well I wanted to ask you about Marshawn obviously kind of a serendipitous you know uh, chance encounter that you guys kind of got together and agreed to do this together but what is it like working with someone like Marshawn Lynch I mean you know we all know, you know, not personally, but um, you know, his personality. He's he seems very fun to be around. What's it been like for you to get to know him in this process and work with him uh in this process as well?
1: Yeah, you know, um I, I think Marshawn is he is what you think he is, right? He's he's charming, he's um uh he's friendly, he, he's he's supportive, uh, you know, you know, very positive and uh, but also careful, right? You know, he's guarded, and everybody wants to be with Marshawn, or everyone wants, everyone wants a piece piece of him. So, uh, and as he's done with his uh, not just his career, but you know, with his businesses, he's very careful. Um, he's very wise, and 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 so he's. It's a combination of just fun and wisdom uh, when spending time with Marshawn.
0: Co-owner of the Bay Area Panthers here on episode 11 of the Bay Area Panthers Pod, Roy Choi. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy here with you. You know, we, we've had your president. You mentioned him, Scott McKibben, on the podcast to discuss his role with the team. But as the individual who helped sort of construct the front office, who met with Scott, brought him in, developed this thing from the top. What goes into decisions like that when you're trying to figure out who to put in place? Because obviously you have a lot going on in your plate. You mentioned, you know, being involved in. With different teams in the ifl you have other ventures as well so what goes into the decision of putting the person in place to kind of run the day-to-day while you take a look at the bigger picture when it comes to the panthers
1: yeah i think um uh you know i like scott from the very beginning he's he's got a lot of energy a lot of experience a lot of contacts uh, you know it's like two degrees of Scott McKibben, right uh <laughs> I can mention some town I've, I happen to stop by anywhere in the U.S. and he's been there. He's either lived there or worked there or knows someone there. So, uh, we clicked right away. That's my first meeting. And, uh, you know, just the, the kind of creativity and the the thoughts, we, the ideas that we shared, uh, we, we seemed to be aligned. And, uh, I think just, uh, his, his passion for Bay Area sports. Um, You know, being able to work with Marshawn and uh, just, I think, trying to build a team in a short amount of time uh, was something that Scott was able to bring to the table.
3: Roy, I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned your experience in the IFL in Iowa. I know you're also involved with the team down in in San Diego. Uh, So you've been through some of these processes before how did that um, you know, impact and, and, and change the way maybe you would tackle some problems as you went through this with the Bay Area Panthers? What did those experiences teach you uh, maybe to do things differently or, or a little better this time around? How did that impact uh, your go-around this time with the Bay Area Panthers?
1: Well, I think um, what, what we attempted to do with the first two teams was try to piece things together. Uh, you know, in terms of finding a coach and a GM and the different uh, pieces that make up your front office. And it was just a lot of time and a lot of work, uh, a lot of interviews and recruiting. And uh, what we realized was that uh, we just really needed to make that one key hire at the top. Uh, and that would, you know, eliminate 90% of uh, the time and effort into building a team. So, um, you know, that that's probably the biggest thing that we learned.
0: Before we get into the team, Roy, I, I want to ask you specifically about how the pandemic affected this entire process, because obviously it affected a lot of people in many different ways. But with the Panthers being founded at first in 2020 and then having to wait a couple of years to get going, I'm sure it's got to feel very good for you to finally see that team out on the field. But kind of take us through Maybe some of those dark and difficult days during the pandemic, a lot of people experienced them, but you as the co-owner of the Bay Area Panthers sort of had to wait to see this vision come to fruition. What was it like going through those those tough times during the pandemic? And then how does it sort of, you know, make you feel now having seen that vision come to reality here in 2022?
1: Yeah, when, you know, starting in 2019, uh, we were putting the pieces together and, you know, it was it was really a really great story. Uh, the Raiders left. The Warriors about to leave, uh, and it just felt like Oakland sports was was deflating. And in comes hometown hero uh, Marshawn Lynch with a football team. Oakland, you know, there's the Panthers, and there's you know there's the meeting behind the Panthers, and it, it was really a beautiful story. Uh, we had this huge momentum. Uh, building up to our first game, uh, had uh, had you know uh, a pep rally, and I think we were uh, scheduled to have four or five thousand people at our first game. So, you know, it, it was just this kind of almost like a tidal wave, and you know what could go wrong except, um, you know, once in a century pandemic happened. So, uh, and, and you know the Iowa Barnstormers, which which was the uh, first game, uh, they had flown in that Friday night and. Uh, we had to cancel, so uh heartbreaking uh I think it was just um you know uh, our 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 players our coaches, front office, everyone was just um you know both heartbroken by not being able to play and but also just by the you know everything going on in the world so I think given that given the um you know all the challenges we had to navigate after that, right? In terms of, you know, how do we just survive just as individuals? Uh, I, I think that what that has done for us is kind of uh, built up a sense of gratitude for us. Uh, you know, we're we're one and eight right now, but uh, you go into any of our any of our meetings, go into the locker room, you wouldn't think you would think we're eight and one. Uh, I think just being able to play has been able to has been has been something that we're very grateful for.
0: So did it make the moment then and in the inaugural season first game of the season against the San Diego Strike Force a team you also co-own when the Panthers get into the end zone for the first time and the sideline comes over and presents you with the very first football, the first score in the history of the Bay Area Panthers, did it make that moment that much more special, the background that you're talking about?
1: Oh, oh man, uh you know, it was uh you know, I, I didn't expect it. Uh, I saw, you know, and that was that was Corey. Corey had scored that first touchdown. Uh when he ran over and gave it to me, it was just it was just like I just almost like this tunnel vision because it was such a uh, a special uh, uh gesture that he had done. So yeah, it was it was it was amazing. The first touchdown, receiving that first touchdown ball from Corey uh was, was it, it was it was worth it that one moment was worth it
3: i can't imagine what that moment must have felt like yeah you mentioned you know two years during the pandemic you finally start you won that first game unfortunately since then it, it's been losses but i wanted to ask you of course i mean the first year of a new team it's challenging it's it's frustrating you you know a, a first year franchise rarely is going to you know, be 8-1 and one at this point in the season. Obviously, there's difficulties there in your first year. I'm curious, you as the owner kind of a little bit pulled away from the day-to-day of the football operations, you know, the day-to-day decisions make, made on the field. How do you evaluate successes and failures aside from just the wins and losses?
1: Yeah, you know, if it's, if we take out the wins and losses, I would say we've hit almost 100% of our checklist, uh, you know, We've engaged the community. Uh, um, we're, we're out there working with nonprofits and underserved communities. Uh, home game attendance is growing every game, uh, despite this, you know, painful losing streak. Our fans have been extremely supportive. Uh, you know, speaking of supportive fans, our, our Discord channel is growing, and every week there's a lot of active discussion, very insightful discussion. We've got, uh, um, uh, you know members that, that really know this game really well. Uh, there's a lot of teaching going on. Why did this happen? Well, okay, here, the, the IFL rules say this. So uh, it's just, there's a lot of excitement. And, you know, you know, one of our big goals was to create opportunities for our players, uh, you know, whether it's NFL, uh, CFL, uh, USFL. And and as you know, Jeremy Hickey got that opportunity with the CFL. And so that, that's really big for us, you know, while we lose a really uh, a valuable player, um, seeing someone like that get an opportunity is, is just as good as a win. Um, and then, you know, uh, this type of season can sometimes uh, spark a lot of blaming or, or negative attitudes, but our coaches and players uh, remain positive.
3: Yeah, you can tell that. I mean, every time we, we catch up with Coach Kurt Bryan, he's very upbeat and positive, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that extends throughout the entire locker room. You, you touched on something I wanted to ask about a little more specifically. You're hitting a lot of your goals, you mentioned, aside from the wins and losses. When we talked with Scott McKibben, uh, when we talked with Coach Kurt Bryan at the beginning of the season, they both said that you want to make sure you do everything the right way. It's it's putting up the players' you know with with housing it's making sure you have good meals for the players making sure they're set up and, and that they have success once they leave the Bay Area Panthers how important is that stuff to you off the football field just making sure everything running in your organization is top notch and you're doing right by everyone in your organization
1: yeah that's that really was the most important thing and, you know it's positive culture it's character it's conduct off the field And, you know, for us, our responsibility is that if we are expecting uh, top-level conduct from our players, then we should be giving the same. Uh, And that comes in the form of safe, comfortable housing, uh, you know, healthy meals, uh, uh, facilities to work out and and get stronger and healthy. Uh, And hopefully, uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know, life lessons and and what you get out of sports and discipline. Hopefully, that's something they take away from the experience with uh, with Coach Brian too. Uh, you know, as, as you guys know, he's he's a lot of energy and he's he's always positive.
0: Certainly is. We're chatting with co-owner of the Barry Panthers, Roy Choi, here on episode eleven of the Barrier Panthers pod. I did want to ask you. You mentioned the one and eight record. It's been a bit of a slide since the first game and the first victory in the franchise's existence, what would be your message to the fan base? There's three home games left, one coming up next weekend, June 4th, that's a Saturday. Still plenty of opportunity to get out and see the exciting football that you have helped create with your vision. What would be your message to the fan base who perhaps are looking for some answers right now?
1: Oh, um, my message would be, uh, you know, just hang in there, right? Right. Uh, one of my favorite moments uh, or one of my favorite parts of the game is when the game is over and uh, you have all the young fans come up to the, the sideline, uh, to the wall and start getting autographs from our players. And we may have lost eight games in a row, but every single time our players keep their heads up, they're out there signing autographs, they're, um, you know, they're they're acting like they uh that you know they're not coming off of a loss. They're treating the fans with, you know, respect and, and with cheer. Uh and these kids love it. These kids, you know, to them they were just a few minutes ago, the uh, that superhuman athlete they saw on the field is now talking to them and, and signing their shirt or their game program uh or the or the ball they caught in the stands. So um you know, I think what what I would say is come support us Come check out our athletes. Uh, when you see the, you, you know them putting their bodies on the line and um, you know, th- them wanting to give you a great experience, I think win or lose, you will appreciate that. You will, you'll just have a great time. Uh, and you see it in the Discord channel too. We may have lost eight games, but our fans really care about our players. Uh, and, and so when you come out to the game, you'll really get a sense of that despite the win or loss.
3: Last one for you, Roy. You mentioned, you know, be patient, stick with us. I'm curious, you know, as you know, one of the owners of this team. Again, it's challenging in in your first year, but I'm sure you have goals years into the future. How do you look at, you know, wanting to compete for a playoff spot, wanting to compete for a championship? Do you have windows for those sorts of things? Because I, you know, I'm sure you're you're very positive and, and believe in the team, but. Reality is it's really tough as as a first-year franchise. So how far in the future do you look at and when you're trying to accomplish some of these goals?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I'll i tell you this. Um, this is my um, third IFL, official IFL season. Um, I've been undefeated once, uh, and that was last year, where uh, San Diego won one game and then the season was shut down. So, um, I've got an undefeated season under my belt. Uh, You know, that'll keep me going for a while in terms of, you know, making the playoffs or championships, uh, you know, no, no timeline for that. Uh, I just, you know, I'm really enjoying the coaches having a great time. Uh, A couple of the coaches got together and made a, uh, an Oakland Panthers song that we hope to uh, play at one of our games very soon. Uh, The players are always positive. They're smiling. Uh, They're just having fun. So, um, you know, I think that's such a great foundation to start with, and uh, we'll get better. We'll get better, and and I think, in terms of when the, the the championship is in our sights, I think uh, um, I think I think we'll have a better sense of it sometime either this season or next season.
0: Well, the positive attitude is apparent, and I do sincerely mean this. You know, having spoken to Kurt Bryan, Mark mentioned it. It is clear to me now where that positive attitude comes from because. It's difficult to remain upbeat when you don't have the leadership in place that has a similar attitude. And from chatting with you over the last 20 minutes, it's very clear that, you know, Kurt Bryan, Scott McKibben, that entire front office, as well as the team, they are taking after what you have and what we've heard over the course of this podcast, which is you know, an opportunity to see the bright side of things, to continue to work hard and to make sure that the wins and losses is not where you hang your hat. So we really appreciate you joining the podcast, Roy. Uh, best of luck in your continued success both on and off the field. And again, very much appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Well, you know, Mark and Evan, uh, I just want to let you guys know that I love your game analysis each week. Uh, I have my thoughts on each game, but it's not complete until after I listen to you guys on the pod. <laughs> so so thank you for that, and and thank you for being the voice of comfort and support through such a challenging season. I, I really appreciate you guys.
0: means a lot, Roy. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate it.